This is Colin Moriarty from Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast, the best PlayStation podcast on the entire internet. If you're looking for a different PlayStation podcast to listen to than mine, you probably want to listen to podcasts beyond. But if you need a PlayStation podcast even after that, then you're in the right place for PlayStation experience. Have yourselves a very good time. Welcome to the land of long live play, where greatness is always waiting. Welcome to the PlayStation Experience. It is I, your boy Dad Ninja Dev, as always, and unfortunately I'm not joined by Mr. Delvin Cox today as he is feeling under the weather. We don't think it's the corona, but uh, you never know. The man has no voice today, so hopefully we'll see him next week. But um... As usual, I'm joined by uh, someone who may or may not have TP in stock, the Platinum Princess herself, Miss Haley Nicole Miller. How are you today? Uh, first off, no, we do not. The entire <laughs> city is in a shortage, so there's that. Um, we received a shipment the other night at work, and uh, it was gone in 15 minutes. So uh, I just need to say, calm down, please. <laughs> Please, as a retail worker, calm down. <laughs> you know, I just don't understand why everybody is so worried about toilet paper. Like, there are the virus <laughs> does not make you do that. So, yeah, the amount of people just buying toilet paper in bulk and paper goods and stuff, I just I don't quite understand it. I I would think you'd you'd buy food and and medical supplies, mm. um, but the this mass buying of the toilet paper just does not make sense to me at all nope uh other than that you know uh just some stuff has been happening so well such is life you know delvin's sick you're going through stuff uh, life finds a way calm down there gold bloom hey i'm just saying it's it's, it's a real quote it's great. <laughs> I'm still I'm still mad. They took like I know Fallen Kingdom was not a good movie, but I enjoyed it. Still mad they took that out of the movie. He didn't even say it in the movie and it was in the trailer. You know I hate when they do this stuff a lot. Like you'll see something in a trailer and it just does not show up at all in a movie I'm like It was in the trailer. Why do you have to cut that out, man? That's good stuff. Bring it back. Yeah. There well. So what you been playing this week? Uh, the Division 2. They started their season content. So, like, I guess we're in Season 1 now. And uh, they decided to start their Season 1 content one week after Warlords of New York. And, you know, it's it's interesting, to say the least. Uh, there's 100 levels. It's your standard, standard Battle Pass stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm having fun. It just feels weird. Last night, I... Did a bounty by myself and proceeded to die eight times trying to kill the target. Oof. So, uh, there's that. But, um, other than that, uh, I've also been playing Apex. They added a new mode, Deja Loot, which completely removes RNG, um, from the game. So, loot is in the same place every match, which makes sense. And then... Uh, other than that, haven't really had a chance to play much else because, uh, again, retail worker and this virus has been playing havoc with the store. Yeah, so. yeah, I can only imagine. Ugh, that sucks. Well, it sounds like you're playing some stuff that's fun. I mean, the deja loot thing seems cool, and like the division, I've been really wanting to jump back into. Just mm-hmm. there have been so many other games that have kind of you know, garnered my time, so I've been all over the place, so, like, I've... Oh! One more thing. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I helped my friend, uh, my best friend, uh, uh, she asked a question a couple weeks ago on the show, um, but I helped her finally be able to play, uh, Borderlands 3, so we beat nice. the story again. 
And, uh, I just have to say, their whole, like, hey, you can play with your level 1 friend if you're a level 50, and it's like, cool, um, some of those situations were not scaled for, for that, because, let me put it to you this way, when I can melt a boss that for her should be level 27, and for me shows level 50 in 3 seconds, what was the point? Yeah, scaling has always been kind of difficult and kind of weird in some games to do properly. I mean, mm-hmm. for the most part, they've done it pretty well. But uh, yeah, you you shouldn't have been able to just melt that boss like that. You know that that just kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, yeah. So and then in some situations, uh, she was the correct level for the content, but I was the only one doing the work because the boss just wouldn't go down. Like uh, you've played Borderlands, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So you know the the vault on Eden Six. No, I haven't played that much of it. Okay. Uh, essentially, it's like the second vault monster you face. Mm-hmm. That thing, I was really the only one doing work because it just didn't want to, didn't want to do nothing. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least so. you guys were able to play together and get it done. Oh yeah, uh, that that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And now we're playing the handsome jackpot together. So. Nice. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. What you been playing? Uh, so this week, let's see. I played me and B, Donnie, Garrett, and a couple of other people from the community jumped in and played some Call of Duty Warzone when it dropped. Um, for Donnie's birthday. Uh, so that was fun. Just roaming around in there, having a good time, jumping in vehicles and mowing people down, hopping in helicopters and dropping just fire all over the place. It was, it was good. You know, we had a good time. Um. We got a seventh place finish and like a twenty third place finish or whatnot, but it was just fun just to jump in and play with everybody. Um, other than that, I played a good deal of Ori and the Blind, no, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, whatever the second one is. Yeah, it's Will of the Wisps. I haven't installed. I have not had a chance to start it. I've heard it's good though. So. Yeah, I've just been trying to branch out and play stuff that I wouldn't normally play, and everybody talks about how good this game is and how good the sound is and. All of that, so I said, you know what? Why not? So I jumped into that, been enjoying it. You know, it's, I really, really like the sound. Um, the sound design of the game is incredible. It's also very, very pretty. And um, my daughter was actually watching me play it. And now she really wants to play it just based on the looks. So I was like, look, this game is going to be a little difficult. But yeah, we'll go ahead and let you play that. We'll set you up and see how she enjoys it. But um, the game is just it's fun. Um, I've also been playing a little bit of Call of Duty, just get jumped back, trying to finish that campaign, and also Destiny 2, it's uh, content uh, just dropped, uh, the season of the worthy, Uh, so I jumped into that for a little bit, feels like it's going to be just super grindy, it's really more about the the trials of Osiris, the PvP aspect of the game, which I am not a huge PvPer because I'm old and my reaction time is terrible, so... A lot of this this season feels like it's going to be geared on that, and I'm just like, eh. I've pretty much been on hiatus with Destiny since last December. Um, yeah. There, the 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 story content for Saint 14 was really good, but just having to grind and build these the, the towers and all of that stuff, just I just feel like playing other stuff, and this feels like it's going to be a lot of the same as that season with uh building these these bunkers for rasputin and stuff and i'm just like i don't know if i feel like doing that i, I want some more story-based content uh, for it as someone who's played destiny and sort of understands the story what's the point of building a bunker in a desolate wasteland anyways well it's so much it's, it's basically you're powering up rasputin who is going to be trying to help you stave off this thing that's going to basically try and come and destroy our tower. So the Cabal have basically, they had this this ship called the Almighty that they were using to suck the power out of either Mercury or the Sun to be able to destroy our planet. We shut that down, and now they're attempting to have it just fly directly into the tower by sabotaging the controls. So right now you're going around to all these different bunkers on these different planets. Um... To power up Rasputin, which is a war mind who has access to oh, all. Oh, I kind know of what Ra- I know what Rasputin is. Yeah. I played both Destiny One and Two. It's just it seems weird to me that we're focusing on bunkers. You know, it makes after sense. The collapse. It makes sense because that's where all his power has been, and we've lost all of these 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 
these weapons and things for from from him or whatnot that are supposed to be uber powerful. So that's what the season is about. But it seems overly repetitive for what Destiny is, and I I just don't know if I feel like doing any of that. So I will probably just continue to play other stuff right now, just because as of late I'm just not into that grind. That's fair. I'm uh, I'm honestly just staving time until Controls DLC comes out next. Uh, on the 26th and uh, Resident Evil comes out on the 3rd so yeah I'm waiting for April 10th and Final Fantasy 7 Remake yeah you got, buddy you gotta, make, you gotta make yourself play Resident Evil you'll enjoy it I'm good I've never really been in a Resident Evil I'm not playing that I will however be playing Doom when it drops um, I wish, uh, like I said, work's been crazy, hours were cut, hours went back up, too late for me to be able to, to play Doom at launch. Mm. Sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah, buddy. Alright, so with that, uh, let's get into uh, the question of the week. <laughs> question, yeah, I was gonna say, do we not have more? I'm pretty sure we got more. Uh, <laughs> although I will say, it was... It was nice having a reprieve from all the otherworldly questions that Delvin seems to inspire. Y'all didn't make that last. <laughs> yeah, we definitely uh, got back to the, uh, you know, the penis talk, but whatever. <laughs> the one question that we actually got was uh, from at FredFinch2017. And he asked, what size hard drive do you guys want to see in this next system? Well, personally, I'd like to see at the very least a terabyte, um, preferably two terabytes. It's in, it's ridiculous how fast these hard drives fill up. Like the game sizes are just huge. And I know right now that a lot of the reason the game sizes are so large is because they duplicate a lot of data on the mechanical hard drives just because of read times and how long it takes to actually be able to get the certain data. So they duplicate it a lot. Um, with the advent of everything going to SSDs and those read times being so much faster, they may be able to eliminate a lot of that duplicate data. So it just, it, it is going to be interesting to see what they do. Like knowing that everything is going to be a solid state hard drive in these new consoles, are they going to be able to make game sizes smaller? Um, for the console base, we know on on the PC side, they're probably still going to have mechanical drives, so we might still see large file sizes on the PC end of it. But as far as the consoles is concerned, we know that the the Series X and the PS5 are going to have some state of the art solid state drive. So I would imagine that for those consoles, they'll be able to make the game sizes smaller, so maybe we don't need as much hard drive storage. Um, but at the very least. I would still say a terabyte, if not two, would be what I'd uh, want to see. <laughs> I'm going to go the extreme route and say I'd like to see an internal hard drive size of four terabytes, but I know that's a pipe dream and that's not going to happen. So I, <laughs> one terabyte would be a good starting point. I mean, I'm hoping they're still going to let us use externals because that would make sense. Um, but one terabyte is, you can't really do less than that. Yeah, game sizes are so large now. Even if they manage to stop the the duplication, because when you download a game now, it copies. So what is that doing? Yeah, it. We'll see. I don't know what this hard drive technology is going to be, and I wonder if if you get an external, does that kind of eliminate a lot of what I they're be- trying to do with the hard drive? Because it's supposed to be some kind of special device yeah but i mean to be fair i'm i'm willing to lose the 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 faster load times if it means i can have more games installed because that remains to be my main concern so yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do i'm really curious and just wondering how much this hard drive technology is going to cost because if it's an expensive technology the larger the storage medium, the higher the price is going to get. So I'm wondering where that happy medium is going to lie. And there's always a possibility because Sony going Sony. Are they going to sell a proprietary version of the hard drive as an external for you to be able to have 
more storage space. Knowing Sony, they will find a way, because Sony gonna Sony. I, I hope not. Just let us use regular externals, please. Yeah. Don't pull a Vita. Do not pull a Vita. We could see, because, you know, that may mess with their vision of what the console is, so... Mm, it's gonna be interesting for sure. And with that, that can just tie right into the story that I brought. There have been multiple, multiple outlets right now, a lot, lot of industry analysts talking about how the coronavirus could delay the PS5 and the Xbox Series X until maybe next year. Um, just there was already a shortage of a lot of parts just because a lot of the parts that are being used in the the new the new consoles are also being used in phones they're being used in PCs they're being used in so many different things so we're ha having supply shortages just based on the fact that so many things are using the same tech that the new consoles are and then you also have you know the supply constraint because of the coronavirus with the factories being shut down people not going to work in China um and it's crazy, like like Colin was saying, like when we had him on on the show a few weeks ago, that typically by this time the consoles are already done, built, and sitting, you know, in a in a warehouse, and they're just fine tuning stuff, and you know they have the prices ready to go, and like we don't have any of that. Sony has been eerily silent when it comes to any kind of announcements for the PS5 since like the Wired article. They didn't say anything really at CES except for dropping basically a logo that's the same logo as like the PS3 Slim with the P flipped upside down with a dash across it. Um, but just this this virus is definitely wreaking havoc on the world and it just makes me wonder if sony is going to end up having to delay into next year and if xbox will do the same and even if they don't like what are the supply of the actual consoles going to look like and depending on how this virus goes are people even going to be able to afford a console at launch uh i mean to be fair sony not saying anything is just sony being sony um they've decided their whole marketing approach is best and nothing can mess with it um clearly because they've had chances after chances after chances to fire back at microsoft i mean microsoft blew everyone away by like showing the console right at the start of the game awards and sony's had what four months now since then pretty much to like just go hey here's the console now again there are rumors that the dev kit we saw this time is actually the ps5 and we just don't know it yet but even still they've had plenty of time to fire back and sony's just going meh we'll, we'll talk to you when we're ready which i mean they are the market leaders so they can do that um but delays i don't know microsoft i'm i don't remember where but i know that i saw phil spencer talking about now we will we'll be ready for launch holiday 2020 now, of course, PlayStation hasn't said anything. I can't remember. Let me see if I can find it. That Phil Spencer said. Um, Phil Spencer. No delete. Uh, but essentially, regardless whether there is a delay or not, I'm going to be there day one. Um, the fact that maybe things seem to be calming down over in China now. Uh, maybe that'll help. I don't know. It's it's a lot of speculation at this point, right? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Uh, one sec. It's it's just really interesting. I just I'm curious to see what's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. And now now there's an analyst four hours ago saying no signs of the Xbox Series X and PS5 being delayed at this point. So. Yeah, these analysts they're all over the place. Yeah, and this is just a further point for when Delvin wanted to bring up the whole analyst point and say that they were wrong. Uh, and, you know, and then also Coach was like, ah, I don't trust these analysts. That's fair. Uh, that's what they're paid to do. They're either yeah. right or they're wrong. Yeah. So, yep. Um, but no, I can't find that Phil Spencer comment. I know it was mentioned somewhere. Um, if anyone can find it, tweet it to me. Um, at Shepard Zero. Um, I just... I don't remember where I heard it. It it feels weird to do the whole like tweet it at me thing, but yeah, you know, 
Yeah, hopefully, you know, everything kind of gets on track. We can, and by June, hopefully at the latest, everything is kind of calmed down and this thing just kind of fades off into obscurity and then life resumes as normal and everything kind of gets back on track. But uh, we shall see. We'll be watching this one with bated breath because new consoles are a fun, fun time. Oh, for sure. All right, what you got for us, Haley? Uh, so as we know, uh, uh, tragically, uh, I mean, I guess we all kind of figured this was coming. Um, I don't know what, what you all know, but E3 has been canceled. Uh, so there will be no, uh, in-person hands-on time with games. Uh, the press conferences have also been canceled. Now, of course, like Microsoft, Ubisoft, and others have come out and said we're looking at other alternatives for digital events. But mainly, my main concern, this comes from Jason Schreier over at Kotaku, uh, is that Warner Brothers plan to have their own press conference for the first time. Um, according to three people familiar with the publisher's plans, uh, their WB Games had planned to talk about a number of much-anticipated games, including a new Batman, a Harry Potter game that leaked in 2018, we all know the one, um, and the next game from Arkham developers, Rocksteady Studios. It remains to be seen whether Warner Bros. will instead hold its own digital event or do something else entirely. Um, this article also fails to mention that the Shadow of Mordor developers uh, should be almost ready to announce their new game as well. Now, of course, I still think it's too early for that, but we sh- we we would have seen potentially had Warner Brothers actually been able to hold their conference. Um, this is an interesting one because it's like the uh, it's like the first Bethesda one where. Bethesda had its own event for the first time, and then it's become an annualized thing. Uh, Personally, I think they would have just been one and done, like Bethesda should have been and only come back when they needed to. But, I don't know, it's just this whole virus and everything getting pushed back, like, all the sports were cancelled, people are going crazy, there's no toilet paper anywhere, apparently. (laughs) Um, you know, uh, shows have stopped production, movies have been pushed back, I'm looking at you, Fast 9, now we'll never know, until next year, how Dom caught that car with his bare hands, or how (laughs) Han is alive, so, you know, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, it's interesting, it would have been, it would have been a heck of a surprise to see Warner Brothers with their own show, um, it would have definitely been a welcome addition, because it would have been just, you know, more games and more stuff for us to talk about, but the beauty is they can just do a digital show. I mean, yeah. I've me and me and Donnie have definitely gone back and forth about this whether or not E3 needs to even be a thing. Like the spirit of E3 is great, you know, it's nice that there's a time for us to all celebrate, but we don't need to have it at the convention center. I mean, if you go to E3 and you're not an industry insider, you're not somebody who can actually schedule time, you're basically just sitting there waiting in line to play demos of these unfinished games. Uh, the beauty of, of E3 and what people are really excited about for the most part, unless you're one of those people who wants to sit and wait in line, which Gamescom is a much better thing or a PAX is a much better thing to do that at. Um, these conferences, that's what you're there for. You really want to see what all the different you know, game developers have to say, all the different publishers, what, what's going on? What's going on with Sony? What's going on with Microsoft? What's going on with EA? That was like the, the bread and butter, the the Sunday through Tuesday, the conferences. Those things don't have to, you know, they don't have to be in front of a live audience. We can do all of that stuff online. So hopefully, you know, the same shows that we're going to be out there, the same things they were going to do, they can just have a digital presence. Hopefully it can still be around the same week as E3. And hopefully Warner Brothers can just decide to do a direct, just like, you know, everybody else's. I mean, when you think about it, EA pulls out and they do their own thing and they have their own conference, not at E3. Xbox does the exact same thing. They're not physically at E3. They're across the street at their own theater that, that, that they own, the Nokia theater or whatnot. So... Hopefully, they can just take all this this E3 presence and it can just be E3 digital direct to you. It'd be nice if they would keep the same times or whatnot when they decide to launch the directs because people have made plans around them and things of that nature. But I would love to be able to get 
just an EA press conference, be able to get the the Microsoft press conference, a Ubisoft press conference. And most of these people have said that they're going to go ahead and do something digital. They're looking to see what else they can do. But if we can get a Warner Brothers just digital conference and they can go ahead and show us the new Batman game and all the other things that they're working on just in the digital presence would, would still be great. I love the idea of, of, you know, everything being digital. If everything drops on like the same times, that would be, would be awesome. But just because we can't have the physical event doesn't mean we can't still have the spirit of E3 just living online in the digital world. And we'll we'll see what happens with, you know, future E3s. I mean, this could be the final nail in the coffin for E3 as we know it. Um, but well, I think you know, it is, we'll see what to happens. be honest with you. Um, I don't think there will be uh, an end. If there is next year, I do not think it will be uh big but who knows it it could be that this was good for it um we don't know yeah i think if they were able to take the yes they were able to take it back to an industry only event and not sell tickets and stuff like that i think that could bring back people it could bring back you know the publishers and developers instead of it being open to the public like that i think it was one of the things that kind of set e3 into this weird weird place where it's just like uh eh, it's just way too much going on you're you're the there is, you're standing in line forever nobody wants to do that fair uh speaking of someone who waited almost an hour in line to play borderlands 3 fan expo don't do that <laughs> um but personally another thing about this is we won't know what they're what their improvised plans for the show were this year. Uh, because remember, they had mentioned that they were going to try and be courting more influencers and YouTubers and stuff like that. And just, like, activations. Whatever that means. Yeah. Um, we won't know what any of that meant. Because <laughs> it's true. not happening. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, what I would like to see is if they really want to, if developers and publishers really want to get, you know, the fans and the players involved, all the same demos that they were going to have on the show floor, they could just drop online, like during your press conference as, and be like, and that demo is available right now. I'm not sure they want to put that much code out there because there will be people who will find a way to data mine it. So, eh, such is life. Do it for the people. Let people data mine. You don't have to confirm anything. People are going to do that regardless. People always get their hands on code and try to, you know, I mean, pull it apart. To be to be fair, data mining is different than leaking stuff, though. Leaks may not be right. When you're data mining code that's in the game and it contains spoilers and they're posting it under every reply, you're pretty much forcing yourself to stay off the internet to stay spoiler free well that's what i meant by leaks people get the data they day mine it and then they leak out what's in that that's what i was talking about but eh, i'm fine with it make it happen throw the demos out there let people see what you guys plan to bring to e3 i think it would be cool i don't think it'll happen but who knows yeah all right so this last story um i just thought was funny so the phoenix suns will play the remainder of its season in nba 2k20 on Twitch. What's so funny about this to me is one of my boys, he uh does a show for the Lakers. Like he actually does an after show like on, on Twitch and everything. That's Twitch on Twitter. And he's been working with the Lakers basically to do this thing. And I was like he was like, What am I gonna cover now? He's like, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. I was like, look, just play the game in NBA two K and then cover that. And I just thought it was hilarious that the Phoenix Suns were like, Yeah, we're gonna just do the remainder of our season. In NBA 2K20 on Twitch. I think it would actually be pretty cool if just like all the teams got together and was like, all right, we're just going to finish our season in 2K and just actually play each other in 2K on Twitch. Because a lot of the NBA players actually are gamers or whatnot. So it would just be really interesting if they picked like a couple of players and be like, all right, cool. You're going to be our 2K guy. We're going to play against the Denver Nuggets this week. So let's go. Let's go ahead and broadcast it and let's just see what happens. I think that would be really really cool just event to like engage engage the fans engage people who are interested in nba 2k and just kind of keep the spirit of the sport alive for this 30-day hiatus that could turn into something longer Uh, yeah it's just (laughs) i just thought it was funny i think it'll be really interesting to see you know what kind of 
presence and what kind of uh, audience this this actually pulls in on Twitch for the NBA, and if that leads into something more like during the off season where they start to incorporate maybe NBA 2K into something with the NBA while players are playing, you know, during the off season or something like that. Because we all know that a lot of the players actually do play NBA 2K, and there's always the the back and forth about, you know, their ratings, just like in Madden, like players are always kind of obsessed with their ratings because a lot of the players that are in the NFL and the NBA now grew up playing Madden in 2K. So it'll be really cool to see the engagement they get and and what this looks like. Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, it's just doesn't really interest me. I mean, I'm not a sports fan anyways. I mean, I'll play a couple matches of the games here or there, but nah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't have insightful information about this one. It's just, it's not. I'm not into sports. I'm sorry. It's all good. You, uh, you, you get me a good bowling game or a good cheerleading game, sure, but nah. <laughs> I mean, there was a bowling game that came out or was gonna come out that was supposed to be pretty good. I can't remember. We we were talking about it on yeah, Discord. We, uh, yeah, the pro bowling league or whatnot. I don't know if it ever came out, but uh, you know, bowling is fun. I uh, my average is one sixty six. So come at me. I don't even know what that means. Uh, well, let me put it to you this way: a perfect score in a game of ten pin bowling is uh, is three hundred, and my average is one sixty six. I don't know if that's high or low. That's pretty good. Man, learn something new every day. I used to bowl every Saturday in a league, and then money uh, it became too expensive. So. <laughs> Such is life. Yeah, growing up. Sucks. Don't do it, folks. You know, I keep telling my coworkers, get dulled is the worst, so just don't do it. You know, but they don't listen. They keep having birthdays. I'm like, I'll trip yeah, Stop uh, getting old. Eventually, we'll get there. We'll all be robots or virtual reality. Look, man, just give me the hollow deck. I'm good. Just give me the all hollow right. deck. That's all I need. Calm, di- calm down there, Spock. Spock. <laughs> I it's, a star, it's a Star Trek thing, right? Yeah, it is, but more like the next generation. Captain Jean-Luc Picard, you know? Not not necessarily nah. Spock and Captain Riker. No, nah, it doesn't matter. I digress. Alright, so... I think, I think it's painfully obvious to folks I didn't watch Star Trek, so... What kind of nerd are you? Star Trek is great. Uh... You're forgetting that I didn't watch Star Wars until literally a Star Wars video game came out that I was interested in, so... And that is a crying shame. Uh, no. No, it is not. Yes, it is. Also... Star Star Wars is for everyone. Okay. Okay. So, the story of the week, um... Our boy, our boy uh, Jason Schreier is uh, at it again. You know, he's he's always coming with the info. And um, he released an article uh, Thursday about Naughty Dog and their crunch on Last, Last of Us 2. Um, and just this just kind of like broke a lot of stuff about the 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 company overall and just their their approach. And, you know, we don't know how much of this is is really relevant about how the studio is working there was a a a really really large um twitter thread about somebody who used to work there that was an animator and just how kind of i don't want to say dysfunctional the studio is when it comes to crunch and getting games out and stuff like that but it just seems like this crunch thing doesn't necessarily need to exist in gaming like you get a lot of people who are like no we don't need to do that we don't do that but it seems like naughty dog is just kind of the way they work is there's there's a lot of crunch and it seems like there's a good amount of crunch going on right now to get last of us two out and it's just because you know based on you know the article and what some of some previous employer employees of naughty dog are saying it's just that they don't work in a very I guess, organized fashion sometimes. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I understand the whole aspect of crunch and why it exists in games and 
um, just listening to a couple of other podcasts from people who actually work in the games industry, and they always say that it's just a miracle that games ever even release, you know, just because they there's just so much going on in the background, so many different moving parts, so many different departments having to work together and talk to each other to actually make this happen. You've got your animators, you've got your storyboards, you've got your designers. There's just so many things going into making games. And I just think that when you have deadlines and things of that nature that need to be hit, like I, I just don't know if you can avoid crunch. And I just gotta wonder like how much longer like this this type of stuff can last. Is it gonna continue to go on? Are they ever gonna unionize and try to eliminate crunch? And what does that mean for, for the games industry and how do different developers end up reacting to this? Uh I mean honestly, uh Naughty Dog has been notorious for crunch. Um there's well documented like like we've said, we've talked about this before. Jason Schreier has the scoops. Um mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, to kind of steal Andrea Renee's moniker, uh, he seems to be the busiest man in the business. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, Naughty Dog is notable for crunch, and uh, I hate to tell people, but so is CD Projekt Red. Um, mm. And now, now they're they're not, of course, coming to people and going, "Hey, we need you to stay late." People are just doing it because it's expected. It's yeah, we you don't have to stay late, but you're gonna get dirty looks if you leave early. Or, uh, as noted in the article, um, you know, people are just staying because they feel obligated to because others are staying. And I mean, when your studio culture is that way, crunch is just gonna become a part of your life. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't need to be. Um, honestly, crunch attributes to burnout, and burnout attributes to people leaving the industry, and that's how, like. The article states that most of the developers from Uncharted 4 are gone now. Yeah. Like, they've left the studio, and it's just, are they going to leave the industry too from being so burnt out? Like, I don't know. The whole unionization thing, I got no problem with unions. Like, that's fine. I just don't know if it's going to come to fruition in the industry. Um, yeah. It would be nice, but at this point, it's kind of a pipe dream. Um, I will say Crunch needs to stop like it it needs to stop it it hurts i mean when you have developers like bioware referring to crunch as that special bioware magic um get help stop it mm-hmm. get some help uh to <laughs> quote <laughs> to, to quote that famous gift that gets used when people do silly things uh stop it get some help uh y- you cannot refer to crunch as bioware magic and then produce anthem and yeah and that's not even me bagging on Anthem. Like they had a vision for Anthem, didn't pan out. They're reworking it. Who knows what'll come of it? Uh, same with Fallout seventy six. Like they had a vision for that. Sure, they didn't. Uh, it it didn't pan out at the start, but they seem to be turning it around now. We'll see how that goes. Wastelanders comes out April seventh. Uh, I may jump in again. We're not sure. Um, <laughs> but honestly. Just stop this. Like, figure out a way to make sure that crunch is done. Because we don't need it. Like, people keep coming up in articles for this. Going, it's just a part of life. It's part of the industry. Like, I work in movies. And I, uh, and I do this too. And it's like, guys, that's, that's kind of the point. If video game developers are doing this. And animators for movies are doing it. Maybe there's something strategically we should change across the entire animation industry and stuff like that, right? Like, Yeah, I think a larger part of it is because deadlines and shareholders and mm-hmm. things of that nature, when you end up being a publicly traded company, it's like we, we, we always start to look at profits over people. And that's just a huge issue, I believe, that we have here in just the States, like it's always about turning a profit. It's not about, you know, making sure the people that are working on whatever it is are taken care of. And quite honestly, the game comes out when the game comes out. Like it it shouldn't matter. Like you've got this going on and I understand that you have to be able to pay people and there's gotta be stuff that, that, you know, allows that to happen. But if it's going to cause a situation where your entire staff is just overworked and burnt out, is it worth it in the end? Like, 
you start you have to start thinking about the people who are actually working your workforce your employees are they disgruntled how often are you looking at turnover because if every time you ship a game you have to basically employ a whole new staff that's not good for the that's not that's good, not for, good the, for the for business. anybody for the business for your employees for your your team because now you're starting over from scratch again so it's something that it just ugh, it, it's crazy to look at and the fact that you have people being like i i'm i'm done like i can't go there you you got people talking about the worst crunch i've ever ex- explained and, and i have to get out of here i have to go somewhere else and that's just not a good look it's not a good look at all no no it's really not and also like the, again there's people that are just showing up in the comments going hey i do this too but i work in movies it's like guys guys that's the point like this conversation needs to extend further than video games because crunch shouldn't happen at all. Um, y- you know, like, yeah, you may have to work a- an hour later, one night a week, yeah. maybe. That would be better than, hey, I'm working 11 hours a day, five days a week for six months to make sure this product meets its launch date. Right. Like, no. Yeah. I can definitely understand, you know, some OT here and there, but it should never be frowned upon if, like, I can't stay past my eight-hour day. If I don't stay past, it shouldn't be frowned upon. Yeah. Like, there is definitely always going to be those workaholic types that are going to work a 10-hour shift, and that's just who they are. That's how they're built, and that type of stuff doesn't get to them. But when that becomes the overall thought for your entire company that everyone should be doing this, that is a problem. Like, yeah. there are definitely people who can work and will work those 10-hour shifts, and it doesn't affect them in the way that it affects others, but that should never be the expectation. That should be the exception rather than the norm. And I just, I hope that, you know, that eventually, this eventually, like, finds its way out of the industry to where people are working regular shifts, but we're still getting games in a timely manner. But if things take longer, they take longer. And I think we have enough games to where it's fine. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. I, I, this conversation is so nuanced because like we're reporting on it from the outside of actually working in these studios. So who knows what the situation's like there in the trenches. But I mean, when you've got people anonymously having to speak about this, like it's, it's gotta be pretty bad. Um, you know, uh, the fourth chair, everybody, I'm sure you can hear the cat meowing at the door. Um, you know, uh, it's just a thing. And (laughs) I, I really don't know where we go from here because this is going to take longer than a couple articles to, to make change. Uh, it could take years before we see anything different from this. Yeah, I definitely agree. It could take quite some time, but you know, as long as, you know, we have the Jason tries out there to, to actually bring it to light. And that if we actually start to have the, the company start to acknowledge this and start to try to fix their work culture, um, then I think it'll be better for the industry as a whole. You know, things may take a little bit longer to get out or whatnot, but you're always going to have games there's always going to be some game for you to play whether or not we get seven blockbusters in a year or we get four there's always going to be plenty of games to fill in the gaps and you'll probably get better games because of the fact that you're going to have a culture that's centered on making the best experience for not just the player but also for your employees and happy employees they just produce better work so yeah all right so let's just move right along. Um, we got some games coming out this week, Haley. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, only one of them matters, though. That's true. Doom, Doom Eternal is all you need. Although I will say, unless you're on Nintendo, and then Animal Crossing matters. As but well, this is done so. Nintendo show. Nobody cares about Tom Nook. I feel like madness. I feel like I needed to mention it, Dottie. <laughs> I'm looking out for you, okay? Tom Nook and his madness can go wherever. Nope, Animal Crossing. Blech. Either way, Doom, man. Doom, Doom Eternal. Um, I'm definitely going to pick that one up. I'm excited yeah. to, to run around yeah. and just murder everything. Um, 
You said you weren't going to pick it up uh, on day one just because uh, life. Right? I, yeah, unfortunately, funds are a little tight. So uh, probably first paycheck in April, April, I'll be able to pick it up. Um, you know, uh, very excited for this after having recently beaten Doom 2016. This one looks to be fantastic, yeah. and it's got some more platforming and stuff like that. And I don't know. I just it looks very good. Um, again, of course, Bethesda's review policy is a little weird, so uh, nobody will really know how the game is until the day before it launches, which is fine. Uh, it just you know, they're not they're not required to provide review copies, yeah, so that's true. you know, I'm okay with. Uh, it. I'm okay with that as well. I mean, that it's their business. They are free to operate however they like. Uh, again, very excited for this one. Um, because other than that, you've got uh, not a lot else. Yeah, we do have this little known exclusive that's, you know, usually a pretty good game called MLB The Show a 20. Um, I know Coach Mo and uh, Seth are very excited about this when they're, they're big into the baseball. Mm-hmm. Um but it'll be out. I believe it already came out. Actually, like you got, you could get it four days early or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that, yeah, there's got to be an addition for that. Uh, you could also play Explosive Jake, which just looks like a Cuphead ripoff. So there's that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Explosive Jake. You've got La Mulana one and La Mulana two. Which, Whatever those are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we definitely have the typical uh, shenanigans that have dropped on to oh, the PlayStation also, Store. Also, you've got Shop is Dish. Shop is Dish tells the story of one cook who was robbed by some mystical creatures. Some strange monsters had suddenly appeared in his forest and stole his master chef's chunk of beef. Our cook needed this meat for his ultimate dish, and now it's gone. (coughs) He has to act quickly and dangerously by pursuing the thieves and recovering his grand ingredient. What is this? I mean, you look at the art and you think it's something like Overcooked, and then you read the story and you're like, "That, that, what is this nonsense? <laughs> yeah. And who can- is the who is this by? Cuz this sounds like the premise of a Ratalika game. Yeah. And we can't forget this this one right here. Rainbows, toilets and unicorns. Yep. I mean. Yep. Rainbows, toilets and unicorns is a fast-paced shoot 'em up bullet hell where you have to progress through waves of enemies and beat 15 bosses. There are five different and completely crazy worlds. On your trip into the crazy world of unicorns, you can vent your unjustified frustration and face your most unfounded fears. Mm. Fantastic. This is like those toys you see in store called like like poopicorns or whatnot. Like why? Why are we making games about this? Yeah, and why it's we got making- like every little <laughs> meme in the world. You got Salt Bay, you've got Kim Jong, you've got some dude jumping on a couch that I'm assuming is supposed to be Tom Cruise. You've got Trump's hair. I mean, this has like Devolver Digital written all over it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Who is this published by? The article doesn't, doesn't stay. But man. but man, also you've got the guy with like a vegan power T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Like this is just the hipster dude. He's got flowers in his beard. He's he's uh got the carrot. Yeah, it, this is just you, you, you've got a you've got a guy <laughs> dressed as Mickey Mouse with no shirt on. Yeah. Oh man, this is you've got a pope in the top right hand corner and. Uh, yeah, you're you're right. That is straight up just Trump's hair with no one attached mm-hmm. to it, so it's just floating there. It's its own living being. Uh, you've got a guy dressed as Homer Simpson, apparently. Yeah. Um, and I think that's supposed to be a Kim Kardashian knockoff in the bottom. Like, what is this? Yeah, I mean, just the title and the art alone, just, it, it begs to wonder what in the world but uh, uh, I'm very excited to see whether or not uh, this gets chosen for. Uh... Yeah, it's yeah. done by Fantastico Studio, whoever they are. Wow, fantastic! So yeah, there's a little something for everyone this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> now before before we wrap up the show, did we get an answer to the question you asked last week? We did not. We did not. Fantastic. Yeah. So whatever. I think I'm going to uh, possibly uh, just nix the question because people aren't really answering. We're not getting, you know, any any a whole lot of feedback. Um, maybe I'll have some more questions later on, but right now I just don't have another one. So no big deal. It's all good. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And like I said, that's that's pretty much going to do it for episode 24. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed yourself. Please feel free to holler at us over on the Twitters at PlayStation XP. Stop by our PSVG Discord and join us in our shenanigans. Um, like, I, like I said last week, we had a lot of big announcements. We've got lots of new shows. Our, our Patreon continues to be probably one of the best in the business with the amount of content that we just drop over there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got our house party coming up, Coronavirus could uh, change that we'll just see how it rolls we're still quite a ways out from june so everything mm-hmm. could just whirl over by by then and we could still do the house party even if we, there's no all, e3 we'll still do plenty of stuff we've also got the the stream team going on right. uh we've been uh, we've been going pretty heavy on that uh i streamed some division two yesterday i may or may not stream some more the day i'm recording this which is sunday uh but the next time I'll be able to stream like that uh, appears to be Friday because I work Monday to Thursday this week. So Sounds good. Well, yeah. we look forward to the streams. Um, jump in there, talk to her, watch her play some games, watch her murder things in Division 2. You know, it's always a good time. Mm-hmm. And Garrett's playing other stuff as well. Like he was in there playing... Um, one of the games we we had mentioned, uh, I think it was like Neon Riders or whatnot. So yeah, we're gonna yeah. have a little bit of yeah. something for everybody. So feel free to jump on over to our Twitch, subscribe, use your Twitch Prime sub if you've got one. Go ahead and uh, drop that for us, uh, and we can keep bringing you this awesome, awesome content. So, uh, other than your your Twitch streams, let the people know where they can find you, Haley. Well, you can also find me whenever I get the chance because switching back and forth is uh, is a thing uh, at twitch.tv slash HaleyZarell, which I will do my best to get back to streaming there at some point. Uh, you know, kind of just focusing on the team channel for now because that's what, that's what matters, you know? Gotta gotta rep the brand. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ShepardZarell. Um, you can also add me on your gaming platform of choice uh, at HaleyZarell. Um I do not have Nintendo yet, but soon, TM, uh, soon. Nice. <laughs> so I don't have an ID there, so you can't add me on that one <laughs> yet. Um, you know, other than that, really, uh, you, you'll probably see me playing the Division 2 a lot over the next few weeks because uh, they have some pretty nifty rewards in that uh, season thing. Oh, and uh, I do have to say I've got to applaud the Division while we're at it uh, because uh, you can't buy tiers for their season pass. It's all earned through in-game stuff. So Awesome. Yeah. And you can find me at Dat Ninja Dev pretty much everywhere. Feel free to add me. Talk some trash on Twitter. Bother me in the Discord. I'm around. And with that, long live play. You can go ahead and stop your recording. My son is being a butt. <laughs>